This is Ansa Doing It podcast. We're two queer Latinx besties navigating academia and trying to stay sane in the process. Each week, we talk about identity, relationships, astrology, and mental health. Join us as we figure out how to stay on top of our lives, our horoscopes, and our own self-work in these borderlands. Hi, friend. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're alive. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Because we're alive. No, not that part. The, hey, friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> Imagine if I said it with, like, holding back tears. Hey, friend. Yeah, no, it's really been so long that I almost forgot how we start our podcast yeah how are oh, you God. i'm you're good. cold i'm cold i'm in a new place with new weather with no idea what i'm doing here with snow and did you know that these little icicles that form from the snow can literally stab and kill you yeah the ones that fall off like the ceiling or something the roofs yeah <laughs> oh i saw the ones in your yeah those definitely can kill yeah those are violent yeah so it's <laughs> uh, you know i'm out here in champaign illinois risking your uh, life risking my life for a postdoc but <laughs> that's the short of end of it i think we're gonna talk more about what we've been up to but but overall i'm i'm doing good um yeah, glad you're alive. Yeah, I'm glad that we're we're doing this. How are you doing? I'm okay. It's nice to see you, even if it's just on Zoom land. Um, doing good, feeling good. It is a luxurious 42 over here, so just we don't know how to act, you know? Where I saw are you everybody. Huh? You're in Pullman, Washington? Yes, I am in Pullman, Washington. Not Seattle, which everybody thought I was moving to for some odd reason. Uh, me too, girl. I wish. But we're in Pullman. Um, it's cold. We don't have the icicles you have, but we definitely have experienced some some violence from Mother Nature this, this season. <laughs> some abuse. <laughs> what do you think that people who know what weather is might think about? Our, our, um, mm. our sharing. <laughs> oh, I already know what they think because all my coworkers and everyone here says that California people, aka me and other people from California, are very loud and complain a lot about the weather here. And to that, I say, you don't know what it's like to be in paradise. That's so, accurate. because you've never gone. So once you right. leave. It's like Adam and Eve, you know what I mean? It's like I we mean, got kicked out. <laughs> so we're going to complain the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, you know, all my life I saw the sun. All my life was 70 degrees and up. Yeah. And now that's like getting flipped on its head. And, you know, that what is it called? The seasonal affective depression? 
sad sad yeah i'm like one yes that's accurate but also that shit is so real and and then on top of that we're still in this fucking pandemic yep that i wish was over so it's it's been a lot i mean we it's been almost a year since we've recorded it's you know i think part of us not recording is maybe less so because of like not because we didn't want to but I think just burnout Mm. burnout and I mean we we've gone through a lot of changes in our lives in the past 10 months moving and things changing and in terms of personal personal and like work stuff and and on top of all of this we're still in this fucking pandemic Mm-hmm. Honestly, so much has gone on. I was just, we were talking before we recorded. I'm going to put some fun, snazzy game show music here and just list the things that have changed since we last recorded, just to tell you. <laughs> uh, I bought a car, my first car. Wait. I graduated. You learned how to drive. <laughs> That's true. Let's backtrack. Sorry. Let's start the music again. Okay. So (laughs) I learned how to drive. Uh, I'm almost licensed. I'm just waiting for the snow to melt enough for me to drive over here. Okay. Um, (laughs) I bought my first car. I now drive a Fiat and feel like Mr. Bean every day. Um, I graduated with my PhD, which I feel like took all of my joy, um, and I'm trying to get that back. Um, I also moved out of state, so I'm now in Washington State, and I'm currently in the state where Kurt Cobain is from. That's wild. Um, (laughs) I started a new job in a new, like, department and field, and really, really cool, but also very different. And... I moved away from my partner um, and I started to build community in a whole different place and make friends as an adult, which I feel like we need to have a whole episode on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the music. I've gone through a lot and that's why we didn't record party. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like one part, right? Or one of the many, many, many parts that were, was going on for you and for me. I think, well, you found out you got this postdoc slash job like mm. a day before I found out about yeah. the postdoc that I got in Champagne. You can't write this shit. This is really. Yeah, I remember. I, I don't know if you found out first or I found out first. And obviously, they're two very different postdocs, but yeah, in two very different places um, <laughs> in the in the country. But. Um, mm-hmm. I remember we found out within days of each other, right? Because I know I found out on like May third, and so mm-hmm. once I found out, it was like things kind of flipped for me too, because I knew I had this impending like temporary. For me, it's like a temporary move, right? Like, um, I drove cross country, um, to from Oakland to to Champagne then i've been here like commuting between 
here in Oakland, but this semester, I'm most, excuse me, I'm mostly just here because I'm mm-hmm. teaching the class um, while I work on like my book project. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's all I can say about that. Um, but yeah, kind of navigating like having all my loved ones in California or like even yeah. my partner specifically, right? And and my pets and um not just yeah. navigating the distance, but also navigating we've been bonding over like just <laughs> navigating like learning new weather and like learning new skill sets with snow and yeah. you know, dealing with ice and snow and and shoveling and <laughs> like scraping off snow from my car and winter boots and all Mm -hmm. these things that like LA or California in general does not prepare you for or at least like LA or the Bay Area doesn't really prepare you for no I would say you kind of had a little bit of an advantage because the Bay Area is colder slightly yes but very slight we're talking like my new advantage yeah it's been I always think about this like and I I don't know what it is but like I feel like you and I are so so karmically tied that like we are going through this post-action at the same time Mm -hmm. at the exact same moment in very similar locations so I feel like that's a really cool blessing but yeah it's really different out here at least for me and yeah, I mean, we're both in tiny little cities or little towns, really. Little college towns, yeah. Little college towns. And I don't know about you, but at least from what I've heard and seen, is that like <laughs> outside of this really cute, you know, it's a nice little college town. Yeah. The school is like a really big public institution that is like a really, like uh, the way I've heard, you know, I have no Midwest knowledge really like so like prior to coming coming here so i was like uh the university of illinois urbana champagne's like the ucla or berkeley of like the midwest Midwest? yeah so it's like a huge school like huge football team huge like you know just huge in all of these ways like you public universities i've experienced them being huge like at least in terms of california but the Mm. town itself is like really tiny (laughs) yes there's like one main street it's surrounded by cornfields and outside of outside of like champagne and urbana it's like i guess it's like really conservative you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, same here except you can switch out the corn for the wheat okay and that's me and lentils yeah oh wow we're the lentil capital of the country. I didn't know that. Yeah, we have 12 varieties and more. <laughs> wow. You have not shared this with me yet, but. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a weird fact that never comes up in conversation, but. I mean, um, it shouldn't. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you're right. There's, it's this blue dot with tons of students and life. And then the outside is obviously agriculture. And then out of that as well it's like very red very conservative i'm i'm next door to idaho and the university of idaho which has a small college town too called moscow um, (laughs) which is really funny and they're very blue and very like open and like super pro everything but outside of that it's very different you know and that's been a really interesting reality to experience 
as someone who grew up in LA. Yeah, as like a former hood rat, you know. (laughs) Former? (laughs) Or or still one. Um, (laughs) I, it's been an adjustment, like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not even just the weather, but it's like, in LA, there's just like, and I didn't start to feel this till I was in the Bay Area, even, even though the Bay Area is somewhat similar to LA, but it is very different, but, and then being here, it's like, LA very much is Mexico, like, it's very much you're in (laughs) Mexico yeah well it's it's mexico in certain parts and then it's also japan and it's also right like vietnam and armenia like it's it's yeah i guess that's the thing it's like oh i've really never been it's crazy because i've gone to predominantly white schools but i've never just been surrounded by so many white people and like scary white people like yeah and then not scary but like quiet white people that could be scary but you're not sure yeah because <laughs> that's yeah, where i'm at it's been like a whole like you just don't feel safe in a way that like i don't know i just remember like one of my first outings in the fall going to this restaurant that was like 45 minutes south of where mm-hmm. we are very rural and i was so uncomfortable because there was like like our group was like nothing but queer people and like people of color. So people that were very visibly very different and like nothing but like, you know, poor white folks and that and everybody was staring at us and everybody was like, you know, it it was just like, I was like, I'm never leaving (laughs) this little college town ever again (laughs) because as white as I am, I don't know. I'm still fucking scared. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it's, it's super fucking different. Here's the same. Like I hang out with fellow colleagues um, and friends who are also like Mexican and all of us like together, we speak Spanish a lot and going to public space and speaking Spanish has been a really interesting experience for me. Cause I'm used to like speaking Spanish with my mom. If we're going out and running errands in LA or like, I actually don't speak a lot of Spanish back home because <laughs> my family is like kind of hella assimilated now, but um, being here, that has been what's turned the most heads, honestly. And mm-hmm. hanging out in a larger group, I think has also been interesting. Um, you feel the stairs or at least you feel mm-hmm. people kind of like looking over or even if they're not staring directly at you you feel your loudness in a very different way um you like check your volume a lot you check your surrounding area um you check all the exits (laughs) you know (laughs) which I've never done before and I I don't you know I don't want to like also say that there aren't people of color in these spaces I've seen them we are out here you know, a lot of my students are from like rural areas outside of the university space, like around this, um, maybe further like west, I want to say like around Seattle or like out of Seattle, um, like Yakima or Kennewick, right? But like, it's very rare that you see or feel welcome in that 
in the way that I would feel welcome in like, I don't know, um, a restaurant in LA. Right. Um, so feeling free in your body is something that is complicated here. Yeah. And I think that there's like, I think that there's also like what a privilege, right. That we've gotten to not having, not that we've, not experienced something like that whereas there are people even in LA that experience that like you know um I'm I'm in like even having this conversation I was like oh I gotta check my white privilege because Mm -hmm. you know thinking like I remember even like when I this is different but this is like back in in LA when I first cut all my hair off I felt so visible and so like uncomfortable like I felt so like a moving target Mm. in a sense like in terms of not like I didn't feel safe for the first time Mm. and I remember telling this to Anisha and she was like oh that's how I feel all the time you know (laughs) like welcome to the club (laughs) yeah she's like what (laughs) she's like oh you lost your hair and your protection from from you know gender oh look at me Uh, I'm always brown yeah yeah she's like oh no this is these are I get looks I get she's like I often get told in in big ass cities right New York LA like to go back to my country or to like yeah you know yeah so I'm like oh right yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like LA is is feel safe for us because you know we fit in in a particular way and so Mm-hmm. But anyway, it doesn't discount right the 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 our experiences of yeah of like still being like for me it too it's like being here and like I just don't know what's here like outside of like I don't know where I can go to and be okay right like I just Mm. don't have that kind of like street knowledge in the ways also that I do in LA or like at home you know yeah not just even the bay now that I've like I know you know yeah and it's also like the do's and the don'ts and where you can go and don't and it's like and also like yeah, I've never lived in a I've never lived in a place where it was like predominantly like white people, like poor mm-hmm. white people that like really do fucking scare me. Because mm-hmm. all the white people I was ever around were like really progressive, quote unquote. Like <laughs> Jack is doing air quotes, by the way. Yeah, like <laughs> middle class, upper class, like progressive, highly educated people. Yeah, in West LA. <laughs> Yeah. Or in yeah. even the Bay Area, it's like even like more annoying, like the le- <laughs> level of like progressive white. Bernie bros. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, what's been really different, just hearing what you're saying too, is being around. I think I, I relate a lot more to like working class people anyway, but there's like a difference in the working classness here where like, I remember I told you this already, but this is such a funny story. Um, when I was taking driving classes here, which was kind of traumatic um, <laughs> because ex-cops were teaching them. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in a driving lesson and the guy who was, you know, it was a two hour driving lesson. And for the first hour, one of us drove and then another student would drive for the second hour and we would just 
observe, right? If we were driving. And the 17 year old who got in the car with me and our instructor was this guy that I'd seen in my class, but like I wasn't, I was the oldest in the room. So I was kind of like, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember when he like finished his driving lesson, the instructor was like, I know you drive country and you're used to driving a tractor, but you need to like do A, B, and C. And he was telling him like <laughs> what he needed to do. And I was like, wow, um, this is wild. <laughs> you're in the rancho. Yeah. But you not, know about that life, no? Yeah, but not my kind of rancho, you know? Like, no, yeah. And, and that's something that I've discussed with folks here, like, because I'm around, like I said, other people who are also immigrants, which I love, right? Like, I've always felt a little bit out of place um, because I'm an immigrant. And like, I came here when I was old enough to remember where I left and my family and everything that I left behind. I was like 10. So I totally remembered everything. And the people that I'm here with were older than me. They were all like 14 and up when they left so they had a whole adult hood over there. And we talk about this. Like we talk about how the rancho is not this rancho, right? <laughs> like, because <laughs> in the rancho, there would be better food, right? In the rancho. Right. This is the get out rancho. Yeah. So, uh, for example, like if we want good as Mexican food, we have to make it. So we had a carne asada recently mm-hmm. where we just made our own food because it's so much better than the local place, unfortunately. Hell yeah. So it, it's so I much about... the nastiest Mexican food over here. You oh did? my God. Oh my God. And mind you, I'm two hours away from Chicago. I'm sure in Chicago, yeah, there's some bomb ass shit. There's a lot of us there. And, I, you know, I have heard there is some good stuff here, but maybe it's just the restaurant I went to. It was not recommended. I just decided I saw it and I decided to stop. Yeah. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. No, I can only go to restaurants recommended by other people. Yeah. Till then, I'll be cooking my own damn Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I'm seeing this postdoc as a retreat, kind of like a writing retreat. Because it's helping me cope, but also because <laughs> I needed the retreat. Like I needed to just, you know, be on my own. Like there's good things about it. I don't want to make it seem like worse yeah. than happy. Because that's not true. Like I'm happy a lot. No, of those are just the adjustment of like yeah. your day-to-day. Like, like most people in academia move anyway for their yep. jobs. It's like, Every it's two like years. the most common thing. But so but then it's like to move from something so drastically different mm-hmm. and again, still during a fucking pandemic and still trying to navigate all this new day to day stuff during a pandemic. And then, yeah, and then be in a space where, yeah, it's like just so just a whole different universe, essentially. Yeah. But I think I think that's the beauty of it, too, and why I was I was sharing with you earlier and Helica, like mm. why it's also been or maybe I, I don't know if I was sharing it with you. I was sharing it with. Yeah, I was sharing it with you and and <laughs> like you saying, I'm like, I talked to so many people today. Um, it's OK, but but sharing like how it's actually been really positive, even though it's been hard, it's hard to be away from. Anisha and the pets and friends and you know yeah. to, to really like be on my own um but like away from any 
you know, I have a very, very small community here and that's what's been like helpful. But mm. but to spend be spending so much time alone when this is why I have three pets. This is why I have <laughs> this is why Anisha and I moved in together, right? To not because we I have a family. You like, yeah, you like family. having a family. Yeah, I have a family and like being away from my family, like that unit is is difficult but at the same time it's all of these things that have been really difficult mind you anisha loves laughing at my 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 learning curve with the snow and the cold but yeah, i'm sure she does as a rhode island it's a really uh, good kick out of it but it's also been been too it's it's just been like a growing experience and i think i've it's given me a lot of perspective on a lot of different things and not mm-hmm. just like professionally, but personally. And I feel like I've really grown. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not the same person that I would have been had I not gotten out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So me I too. think being in this space of discomfort and being away and, you know, all of those things really make you do what we love to do on this podcast, which is like reflect and like process and grow, 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 right? <laughs> it's like the Virgo, um, like the mo, right? Is like, is like, how can I grow now? How can I <laughs> let me move this? to the middle of fucking nowhere? I mean, not that this is nowhere, but let me move to somewhere very different. Yeah. from where I am because I think it'll be good for me professionally but then of course with all of those things it's like it impacts every part of your life so I like mm-hmm. I feel and don't get me wrong it's been hard but I think I'm it's also as of late I've just been feeling really grateful yeah for the growth that has come with it and I really feel myself like just becoming somebody that's more confident in my work Mm. like with myself my like self-esteem and like I think because it like kind of like what you were talking about like a retreat Mm -hmm. and like getting away from distractions at least that's what I think (laughs) yes but also like just be you know like I didn't have a break after graduating from the PhD I went straight into like Mm. talk about it which is amazing and that's an amazing thing but I think I also want to complicate that because I guess that was mm. that's the other thing. People are like, oh my God, but you got a tenure track job. And it's like, yeah, but, and that's great. And that has allowed me to do so much. But at the same time, my mental health has really suffered because mm. there was so much happening that I didn't deal with because I yeah. was just trying to lock, secure a job that, yeah, a think about of, what would happen. A lot of post-graduation, and for me, it was in 2019. So a lot of post-graduation for me has, one, trying to, like, advance in my career, but then, two, like, slowly put, and less so, put my the pieces of myself back together. And I feel like mm. this postdoc really allowed me the time, right, because I didn't have to teach in the fall and um right now I'm only teaching one class and because I have so I don't have those distractions right like Mm -hmm. and not that they're like they're welcome distractions like having to you know walk blue or like feed the cats or like you know being with my partner like I love 
all of that. But but not even having that has also allowed me to just like I can't. There's nowhere to run. I cannot run from myself anymore. Say it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I also we're so in sync because I've been reflecting a lot about the postdoc and this. Like I call it the waiting room after mm-hmm. the PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good. it feels like a very nice waiting room um there's music playing you know there's snacks there's a paycheck (laughs) that part listen i am very grateful for that part but um nobody talks about the aftercare of a phd yo can we talk about that can we have a whole episode called (laughs) phd aftercare yes i would love to this is this this is the season for this Oh my um, god! Because I also got a job right after it. Had mm-hmm. to move out of state within like months of not even like I graduated in June. Yeah, had to move in June in August. So like yeah, I guess like about a month and a half in between. Planning for filing my dissertation, planning for all of that, my defense, learning to drive. Zoom. Yeah, my Bought defense. <laughs> I literally did my defense in my living room on Zoom and then I had to pack. Like after my defense, I gave myself permission to start packing and that shit was a shit show. I packed my little car that I bought. Um, we drove it. My partner drove it. I We, haha. My partner drove it. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking angel of a partner drove it all the way from yeah. LA, all the way here. And then drove me around for four months after that while he stayed with me. And Angel, to uh, say the least. Such a beautiful man. Tell his Uh, mom that he got his wings. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. I would have just dropped your ass off and left. (laughs) You're my best friend. I hope not. Yeah. No, I would have. But that's just... That's just the the brand of your tough love. I know. Um, I'm kidding. Virgo best friend, everybody. Uh, Yeah, I think for me, honestly, like the aftercare was non-existent for months. Like I was just go, go, go. And then I got here and then I realized that like when I was a doctor, I sometimes wake up now and I'm like, fuck, I'm a doctor now. I forget. But you can't (laughs) save nobody's life. Yeah, let's be real. I'm uh, on the airplane. Please don't call my name. Um, <laughs> I can save that man if if he has some like unfounded beliefs about racism. Maybe, but other than that, I well, cannot. even then, it's questionable. Even then, I would need a longer plane ride. Right. Um, <laughs> the aftercare was non-existent for a lot of us. Yeah. We are told get a job. We are told get get something lined up because obviously we have to eat and that's very real. But we don't get told the feelings that come up after you finish such a big milestone. We don't get told what mm-hmm. to do with those feelings, where to put them. We don't really get prepared for the grief and the loss of like a routine. The grief and the loss of like a really consistent space that we're working in, you know, like consistent toxic space that you're like working in. <laughs> Because at least you know what those bitches are capable of, right? Right. And, and you like, know, you know what snakes you're dealing with. Right. And it's yeah. it's yeah, I I love this aftercare <laughs> or the way you've named it because it's 
Yeah. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talked about it when I was going through it. Besides, like, the people I was going through it with, but we were going through it together. So we also, like, yeah, we weren't. <laughs> one person had talked about it who was like, oh, yeah, my friend talked about there's like a P- postpartum PhD. Yeah. You know, like a depression that come kicks in. And so I'd only heard like that one person, but like this person I heard it from was also had just graduated with me. So like we were all trying to like figure it we were out. We're all really fucking struggling. And because yeah, it's 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 just it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Cause not only are you finishing one thing, right? But then like you right Mm -hmm. like you literally finished and then you're packing your shit you're moving Mm -hmm. to a place and you're doing this again under covid where yep where you had never even visited the university no person you're going to this whole new place you've never been i saw that bitch on google maps that's it you got your apartment online or like you know like through facetime or whatever so like everything has been you've ex- you're experiencing it for the first time all at the same time and with no actual break and it's like mm-hmm. i think we underestimate or maybe people in gen z don't but like i think at least people in the generation above us like <laughs> definitely underestimate the toll it takes on your psyche and your spirit to hustle in that way without any care in the process Mm -hmm. and when it's like you have a job you have something to go to you should be grateful period yeah there's no humanity like beyond any of that yeah I'm really lucky we have each other and we have a group of friends where saying these things will not be met with like oh you're being ungrateful or you're being like like unrealistic unreasonable whatever like I love that we have spaces where we can say this shit and it won't be met that way. But a lot of us are afraid to just tell the truth about what happens after, you know, because we're supposed to be so grateful because we're supposed to be so proud. And that's also true. I'm grateful and proud, but I'm also fucking struggling to realize I'm 31 going on 32 and a lot of my friends already moved on in so many ways. And I was stuck in this program forever and I'm learning how to parent myself you know I'm learning what a good bedtime is for this bitch that used to be like just up all night (laughs) like I'm learning what a good I don't know like sleeping routine is for me nighttime routine like I'm learning how to read again for joy which is really hard when you get a PhD you read so much that you hate books at the end Nobody told me that, you know, I wish I'd known so that I wouldn't have bought so many fucking books at the airport. That was really wild to me, that one. Oh, my God. Because by the end of the PhD, I was like, I fucking hate reading. Yeah. I I don't like reading anything. (laughs) And I was really like, how am I how am I in this? And then (laughs) that's been one of the things that came from this postdoc that I was like, I did, I rediscovered what a nerd I was. And because I was like, you know, I was like, stay up and like read these really intense, like academic books at like 
start at like 11 or 12 p.m. And then I'd stay up just reading until three and just like all my little wheels in my brain were turning. And then I have this like um, whiteboard I put up and then I would just like be making connections. And then yeah. I was just and then I was just so happy and I was like, oh, my God, like the PhD <laughs> robbed me of all of this. And oh, my God, this is embarrassing. Like, I can't believe this is me. But like. <laughs> I love this shit. Wild Saturday night, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit, that whiteboard has seen some shit. Oh my god. <laughs> or even just like being around. I was ta- talking to somebody about this too. Like being around people who've gone through this process is really healing too, because you don't feel stupid for asking questions like, oh did you also kind of forget how to have a social life? Right. Or do you also like not know how to talk to people that haven't gone to grad school? (laughs) And so for me, it's been really healing to be around people who recently went through it and who are from similar backgrounds, right? Like my family, as much as I love them, right? Like I, I have people in my family who have a PhD, but I'm not in communication with them. So like there wasn't somebody to talk to about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And just friends, like you said, who are going through it. So the aftercare part has been, for me anyway, like a re-parenting of myself, like a re... Our friend Seb from Café Con Chisme told me a long time ago that it took them a year to exfoliate from their PhD. <laughs> and I love that analogy because I love skincare. But exfoliating also means that you get rid of the dead skin in order for the new skin to come through. Mm-hmm. you know and I love that because yeah. some of the things that yeah. we learned we don't need to take them with us they're dead skin like we can just get rid of that and do something yeah. better yeah you know? and every seven doesn't it like every seven years we re- regenerate new cells <laughs> yeah so you're you're a new person you're literally like a whole new person so when you get tenure you're somebody else yeah that's awesome and I, I think wait. that's like when you have tenure too people well not everybody but some people have that shift of like oh i can do whatever the fuck i want now (laughs) (laughs) oh a luxury we don't have yet but yeah it's it's nice to talk about this with you and and to come back to the space that i think we both really appreciate Hi cuties, this is Angelica from the editing room with a very special (laughs) rascuache message for you. Uh, Clearly we are rusty because this part of our episode, the very end where we say goodbye and thank you so much for sticking around for us, um, got lost. So I just wanted to reiterate, thank you so much for listening. We will be back on a consistent fashion. We're planning on having a monthly episode every month. Um, and yeah, we're just happy to be back. And thank you for bearing with us and our rascuachenes all of these years. We love you so much and we will see you or hear you the next time. Bye. <laughs>